Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to River City 93, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves and Gold to Gold Press. In today's episode, we have two special interviews. The first part being with Dustin King of El Campo, the second interview with Gordon Glover of the Red Army. With that being said, kick up your feet and hope you enjoy the interviews. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to River City 93. I'm your host, Elliot Barr. And with me today, I have a very special co-host, I mean, a very special guest, Dusty King of Richmond Conexiones and El Campo. That's right. All right. So, Dustin, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Let the, let the listeners know who you are? Sure. Thanks for having me here, Elliot, and <laughs> uh, up the kickers, and uh, excited for this game this weekend. Uh, so, I'm Dustin King. I'm the director of Richmond Conexiones, which is a nonprofit in Southside. Um, and one of our main programs the past six years has been uh, El Campo Soccer Clinic, which is a free soccer clinic for kids, mostly from the Latino immigrant community. Um, love soccer, but most of them can't really afford kind of the, you know, prices to go and play travel. So we accommodate by uh, bringing out a bunch of volunteer coaches and teaching the basics uh, and just having a lot of fun. Okay. So I want to ask, like... What made you want to start El Campo? Like, where did the whole thing get conceived from? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, I love soccer and have all my life and played all my life. Um, What's your favorite team? My, I go I go for Arsenal. Oh, okay. Arsenal, right. so I follow right. Arsenal. Okay. Uh, and uh, so, about right before this started, I... I was into I was doing mental health counseling actually I did did work mental health work but I I I was more drawn to like more community building more fun yeah. stuff um, and really thought I'd have I could do work that would have more impact then and I by this time I knew a bunch of kids I was starting to work in school some I was doing kind of like interpreting and um, kind of some mentoring with kids and in, in schools in Southside. Mm-hmm. So I knew a bunch of kids that loved soccer, but they didn't really have any outlet. They, you know, they go and play on the tennis court or out behind a, you know, the building in a housing complex and, and play, but they didn't really, um, they weren't getting formal training. So luckily I had a whole bunch of really, uh, you know, close soccer buddies and friends. Marcelo Lopez is, is the main guy that I uh, planned it with in the beginning. And he's, you know, his family is a um, Spanish-speaking immigrant family, so he was really drawn to it as well. And uh, together we put it we put it together, brought out a bunch of um, volunteer coaches, and we've been going hard ever since. So I got to ask, like year one, what, what were some ups and downs? What were some things that were wrong? <laughs> were you thinking like, yo, this is not going to work? Like how was it the first year you got it? Because you guys have been around for, what, six years now, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. how was like year one? You know, we had a couple days no one showed up, for sure, year one, (laughs) getting the word out. I mean, we had a, you know, there were days, like, in the first, I had a, I envisioned it being for, like, 13 to, like, Mm 18-year-old kids. They kind of were bored by us. They were like, we just want to play and go, Uh, so we ended up having to expand it and working with the younger kids. Okay. but there were days, there was one day when we had like two coaches and like 40 kids show up. And then the next three days, it was like five kids each day. So 
you had to yeah. stay strong with that. I imagine how that could go. Like, you're just like, oh, man, I have all this stuff and no kids. Yeah. Well, all right. So that leads into my next question. Where do you see the program growing in the next five years? Like, do you see this being like a mega factory? Like, I'm going to read about you guys at U.S. Soccer. Like, El Campo's got kids all over the world. Like, what's going on? Dude, if you have some connects with U.S. Soccer, <laughs> you can introduce me for sure. No, man, I, 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 uh, we really would love... Um, you know, we have a good, you know, between 35 and 45 kids come in uh, pretty regularly during the summer. And that's a good number for our size right now. We don't have any kind of like grand plans. You know, we, we recognize that the kids and parents love us out there and, and, you know, we're happy with where it is. If we can expand a little bit and provide some more soccer and partner with folks, that's great, which is great. Which is why, you know, getting to know you and yeah. then, like, getting to know um, the, you know, the new kickers, te- you know, staff is, is going well. Um, really, if we said that we would like to grow, it's, it'd be with the kickers. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, the last three years we've taken kids to one, one kickers game. Um, and, we, you know, we have 30 kids that we bring over and they love it. I mean, they're obsessed with it. They didn't know that kickers were there so when they walk into this stadium professional stadium see the players walk out i'm pretty sure that's like a lasting impression on them like oh man i can really do this yeah (laughs) and you know there's kids from all over right there's like latino kids that are out there that you know are spanish speaking and they see that and they're like that's awesome like how did i didn't even know this was happening in the city you know Oh, so. well, that's pretty dope, man. It's good to hear that these kids not only get the access from you guys to play this sport, but then they get to see, like, professionals and people that come from their cultures that are professionals in it. And it's kind of like, all right, this is a goal that I want to reach. Um, I also remember we had a conversation before this that El Campo is linked to Richmond Conexiones. Can you, so you, can you describe Richmond Conexiones sure. to us? So Richmond Conexiones, it, we are a nonprofit in Southside, um, we've, we've done a series of programs that includes El Campo, but also ESL classes. We've done a summer lunch program for six years where we just like, we partner with a Victory Baptist Church in Southside and, and um, bring kids like free meals every day during the week for the entire summer. Um, and then we do some like healthy movement and some arts and crafts, you know, programs with them there. We've had this past year, we had a, a kind of a women's adult women's uh, makers group where mm-hmm. different women get together and like teach each other skills. Okay. Um, but our biggest project right now is we just um, partnered. So the idea is that we want to get moms of the kids involved with the decision-making process of Richmond Conexiones. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best way to do that is to hire them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we opened a thrift store. And the idea of the thrift store is we can hire uh, folks from the community around there, we can slowly build towards um, having a community center, hopefully, that is kind of geared toward um, Spanish-speaking folks, but immigrant folks, um, you know, there's a large community of Mixteco folks that are, that are, uh, you know, a group of, an indigenous group from Mexico that are there that have been really involved with Conexiones. So, 
build up to having that community center, but in the meantime, also start this thrift store that can we can bring in some revenue that can help us pay for some of the programs. So it well. sounds like not only are you building up the kids to play soccer, but then you're also giving life skills and other skills to like the family as a whole, so they can be self-sustaining. Exactly, exactly. Right. So the it's we do it's called um, you know, it, you know it's kind of what do you call it work skills development yeah. program as well because. I mean, the moms that are involved with now have were single moms. Um, they've been through um, domestic violence situations, and their passion is to kind of like open up that space to other women that have experienced a similar thing that can come in and work there for a period of time while they get back on their feet. So that's that's kind of one of our goals within within the um, community center. Set that up. I'm not gonna lie. That sounds very impressive. I tip my hat to you. Um, is there any <laughs> is there any special program pro, uh, any special programs or projects that you guys are doing this summer? Or I know you guys say you're pouring beer at the games, but anything else outside of that you're doing with the program or anything? Yeah, I mean, you you mean like those are the main two. You know, between the thrift store, okay. the the lunch program, mm-hmm. and um, the soccer program. That's the main stuff, and we're always looking for donations. We, you know, we're a nonprofit, very small budget, <laughs> no big grants coming in. That you know, so we really rely on a lot of private donations. Mm-hmm. People can go to richmondconexiones.org, which is Richmond C O N E X I O N E S dot org, um, to donate or just learn more. And also, we have a, a partner website that's for a thrift store, which is thrift.richmondconexiones.org. Okay. And also follow us on, on Instagram, both our Richmond Cornet, we have a Richmond Conexiones handle, and then um, uh, uh, Richmond Conexiones Thrift, where okay. you can kind of see what we're, uh, we're up to. Well, I'll be very, I'll be making sure to push people to those pages so cool. we can get the word out there. Um, so kind of like my last question is, can you, it's kind of like off the ball topic, but describe football in Richmond in three words. Like if someone asks you like, Describe football in Richmond. How is it? How's the culture? How's the culture? I mean, <laughs> there was no warning for this. No, it so wasn't. This is totally off the wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, my, you know, like, soccer's great here. I mean, friends, I would say. You know, like passion from the kids and the friends that I have for, for, you know, the, I mean, for the kick, not only the kickers, but also just like, you know, professional soccer in general Um, and growing, it's growing, right? It's more and more kids getting involved and more and more interest and love for the game. And I think I see kickers going in, in a great way as well. It's really exciting. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to include? Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Um, yeah, uh, you know, just we, we really appreciate any support. I know that you are are kind of, or maybe you, I don't know, you're, you're <laughs> Elliot's, you know, supporting us. And, <laughs> and the Red Army's supporting us. So maybe we could yeah, maybe. talk about that a little bit. Um, so... If you guys haven't heard on a previous interview that I did with Matt Spear, we talked about a culture night. Um, so I asked a group of friends, and Pete recommended Rick's McKinnon So that's how I got in contact 
with Dustin and hearing about the story about the program. Which Pete has done. He's been with Conexiones since the very beginning. Six yes. years <laughs> coaching. So one of my volunteers. I was just thinking, like, you know, this is something that you would read about in articles. Just a story like this doesn't happen. You wouldn't think happened in a city like Richmond. You would think New York, L.A., Austin. You would think places like that. But to have it here in Richmond, you know, why not give some light to it? Why not give some positive light to it? Um, so the Red Army are, we're not only taking donations for um, soccer gear, shin guards. We know the kids love shin guards. Um, soccer balls, all their things. Um, even though the date for it is, the, is April 27th, um, you can bring those donations in at any time. I'll make sure they'll get to Dustin. Um, you can go to Richmond Connection on this thrift store, drop them off there. Or if you want to mail them in, I'm pretty sure they have an address where you can mail the stuff donations into. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's right. I mean, our main place is our thrift store, which is 3225 Broad Rock Boulevard. That's 3225 Broad Rock Boulevard. It's in Southside, mm-hmm. 23224. Um, you can drop donations off there, or you know, you can you know find us find us online and shoot us a yeah, message about. Most definitely. Well, I think that's pretty much the core basis of it. You know, I'm glad to do this interview with you, and hopefully, this helps blow this program up. You know, you guys yeah, can come man. to Mega Factory. Maybe having the next Leo Leo Messi out there. For Sounds us. like you have plans. For oh, me. I do. I have, have long ranging plans for this. But yeah, man, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, and that is it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'll see y'all Saturday. We'll- Hello. This is Elliot jumping in for a quick ad break. I promise you it's not going to take long. Uh, the past two episodes, this episode included, we have been talking about Golden Gold Press. Uh, so who better to talk about it than the person who started the business himself, Mike Sparks of BGN, Beautiful Game Network. Hey everyone, it's Mike from BGN. Before the show starts, I wanted to quickly tell you about a very special new sponsor that we have at the network, Golden Goal Press. Now, I've intentionally been very selective about who we partner with as a network because I never want to advertise for someone that we don't think would benefit you personally. That's why Roughneck Scarves is and continues to be a great sponsor as they've been able to outfit tons of supporters groups and organizations with amazing scarves. Golden Goal Press is unique because after researching tons of companies, we decided the best way to serve your needs directly is to create a new company that can work directly with you. Golden Gold Press helps you create custom shirts, hats, mugs, flags, literally the list of items can go on and on, and we do it with a unique personal touch that provides you with the best products at a fraction of the cost of other print shops online. So the next time you're looking for one custom item or hundreds, please go check out goldengoldpress.com. As always, we appreciate your support, and now, on with the show. All right, folks, like Mike said, back to the rest of the episode. Hope you enjoy it. And remember, like, review, all that good stuff. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome back. This is the second part to our interview. Um, you already know who this is. And with me, I have a very special guest, the coolest guy in the Red Army, the wrestling extraordinaire, Gordon Gulliver. How you doing, man? Hey, that's a very intriguing introduction. <laughs> I didn't know I was the coolest guy. I mean, hey, look... I- as I know for right now, you probably have the most tattoos. You definitely have the coolest one on your stomach, so and that's a true. positive. But I mean, I don't know. I always, I'm one of those people that like always looks low on themselves, you know. So like, <laughs> you know, you're like, man, you're like, man, I, I feel like a big dude, you know. I'm like, man, I'm just a straight fat ass. Like, nah, you know. I always look down, so like, I, it keeps me humble and real. So that's why I'm like, man, that's 
I appreciate it. It's just so hard taking a compliment. So, Gordon, um, we're starting a new segment where we want to interview members of the Red Army. So you're the first one. Sweet. You know, you're the first one. Thanks for the honor. No, no problem, man. So first question off the bat, what made you a member of the Red Army? Like, How did you learn about it? How did you get involved with it? It's been a very long story. So I've knew I've known the kickers existed since '93. Okay. I grew up in Southside in Rich of Richmond in Chester, Virginia, actually. Okay. Um, so when I played soccer growing up, you know, Rob Ucrop would come out. Like I actually had Rob Ucrop sign a shirt. I don't know. You grew up in Richmond yeah, too, yeah. right? Did you ever get something signed from him? I did. Get, I got a picture with Rob Ucrop, but I actually have a picture of me and Lee Kylosaw. Okay. So the funny thing is, and my wife Jen talked to me about it afterwards. Rob always signed stuff Akuna Matata. <laughs> no joke. If you, and I'm certain he won't care that I said this, but like, I, I, I've called him out on it, and you know he's like, "Yeah, I used to." I'm like, "Do you still do that?" And he's like, "Ah, maybe." So it was really funny and really interesting. Like, I, you know, I still remember the shirt he gave me like back in second grade. And okay. Like, um, so anyway, knew the kickers existed. Um, we, my parents would take me up to a game like maybe once a year, kind of like the Braves, you know. Yeah. And you'd come up about once, once twice a year, hang out. You really didn't watch as a kid. You were just too busy, like, running down the hill or playing. Yeah. And your parents were like, well, we just paid, like, 32 bucks for the family to be here. I mean, <laughs> cool. Um, but fast forward, I got into soccer back in college. Um, again, like, just watching. You went to it. ODU, right? I went to Old Dominion, yeah. Okay. It was okay. awesome. Um, so, I mean, while I was there, saw the Burlanders play baseball, you know, Jason and Justin. Ooh. Yeah, they both went to ODU. They both went to Detroit. It was really wild to watch them play. Okay. Um, still haven't found his house in Goochland, by the way, but <laughs> it's still a search. Uh, so we fast forward. A friend of mine, my, my friend Damien, is from Ireland, and he's like, yo, I'm heavily into soccer. I'm heavily into rugby. I'm like, these are great, great sports I want to get into. Help me out. And Damien and I, like, kept our friendship after college. Um, I would, I lived in Northern Virginia for about a year. Mm-hmm. And when I was up there, I hung out with him. And Damien had season tickets to D.C. United. So I'd go see D.C. United. And I saw D.C. United, you know, go for their playoff run against Houston Dynamo. And, like, hated the Dynamo at that point. <laughs> hated New Jersey Red Bulls. All that, all that stuff. And went on. I was like, you know, I've moved back down to Richmond. I really enjoy drinking in a parking lot. I really enjoy, <laughs> like, yelling at people for 90 minutes. It's a great stress reliever if you've never done it. And just being part of a community, if you will. And so I found the Richmond Kickers again. Like, oh, I'm going to a game. And Josh Black was my roommate at the time, so I convinced him to join me. At which point uh, we show up. We're like, oh, whoa, we can tailgate here? Sweet. And we just kind of, like, hung out on the fringes. But, like, three beers in, I'm just, like, meeting everybody and not remembering names. So, fair fair point on this. If anyone's ever met me in their life and they remember me, because, like, Gordon's not a hard name to no. remember, right? Same with Elliot. Like, you can be like, oh, yeah, Elliot, that's cool. But if your name is John or Katie or, like, Thomas, I forget it unless I know you, like, four times, you know? So, I will, like, Travis dies. I met him and talked to him for a while could not remember him the next season all i remember was his face and i just remember talking to him that's it <laughs> so anyway i was like man this is awesome sat in the red army or well stood rather in the red army drank beer hung out was really excited really enthusiastic and then came back the next season and it actually shocked like richard and scott fields uh because someone actually hung out with them from last <laughs> season and came back and was just like yep i'm here what's up Okay. So that's what made me join, and then um, 
I like doing things, and if mm-hmm. people have no issue with me doing things, I just do them. So one of them is like, you know, I'm going to start a chant, and I'm going to just, like, be an idiot in Section O. And it was just great. And, like, the freedom that you have, you know, because you're in this one bubble, if you will. And then it's like, you know, I want to watch this game. I don't want to drink beer out at a bar somewhere. I'm just going to throw it to everybody. And I'm very inclusive about it. So anyone that wants to come, I do it. And that's really, like, honestly, that's how I've gotten, I guess, like, higher in the Red Army? I don't know how you want to put it, because, like, we don't really have a hierarchy. We don't. But, like, I just do shit. And, like, literally, like, you're doing shit with the... Or I shouldn't say shit, I guess. I don't know. You're... If you I don't this. have the power to edit, but I... I so, like, you go with that one. So, you know, you're not... You're positive points in the community. You're... you're uh, we harped on it before we started, the charity organization that you're running, you're helping El Campo that's awesome and the freedom of like yo I'm gonna do this and I'm just gonna set up over here and let me do it fantastic awesome run with it and I did the same thing just you know I'm gonna go set up at Baja and watch a watch a kickers game whoever wants to come great yo Jeff can I come in sweet thanks you know yeah I Um, totally agree with that I think that's the the cool nature and that kind of leads to my next question yeah of like the Red Army like Describe the culture of the Red Army. Because on the outside looking at and I'm not going to lie, like, as a black man in America, I just see white people drinking. I'm thinking, like, oh, this is yeah. college. But once you're a part of it, it's very, like, family-oriented, feels like. Um, it's it's very inclusive. I agree with you on that. Um, but, go, but looking in, you're right. The demographic is very shifted towards, you know, white middle class, if you will. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, that's something we've all talked about for years trying to figure out how we can better it and Jose's you know Jose on our soccer team comes Mm -hmm. to games he works at the answer comes to games and like hangs out um he brings his wife we want anyone and everyone to come out and you know the only if you don't the biggest thing I want more than anything is feeling welcome like we're both from the south yeah hospitality is a big thing right um, bless his heart means just like, oh, god damn, what did you do? Um, <laughs> but, you know, that type of deal. So you, I want everyone to feel welcome and inclusive, included. Everything I'm doing, you're welcome to join, you know? Um, so with that, like, that's my goal of the tailgate. I don't care where you go afterwards. You could go stand behind Section O at those tables with your child and let your child run down the hill. I don't care. What I want, and I don't care how Section O looks in the stands. What I care about more is how Section O feels and how Section O is just being open and honest towards everything. And I think we've hit that. It's And you're right. The appearance is very, you know, there's a lot of white dudes over there. What's going on? And it's just because they just stand there. I don't know. <laughs> you know, herd mentality? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I the nature of it is very inclusive very like easygoing um it's very hard to it's very hard to figure out like if you're doing the right thing mm-hmm. you know because you're like yo i'm gonna do this and people are like sweet do your thing you got it they're very empowering in that regard but you're like is this the right thing is this not a right thing um and they're just like nope we'll you know we'll help you out you got this you know and it's if you need help with anything people got you but yeah. at the same point you know, very free. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I do believe the Red Army, you know, my, speaking of my personal experience, you know, when I told you guys I wanted to get proposed at a game, yeah. you guys were like, hey, what you need? Exactly. Like, I remember, like, 
John hit me up and was like, hey, what's Electra's favorite color? I was like, purple. And when I got down on one knee, I remember turning around looking, and there's purple and white smoke in the air. Yep. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Yep. So I, I totally agree with that. Um, so where do you see the Red Army, like, in five years? Like, what what do you envision the Red Army being? Um, that's a very interesting question, because I didn't think five years, five years from now on that, and I usually do. Um, <laughs> I would say that in five years' time the Red Army tailgate, first off, would be spilling into that, like, one one driveway, area, yeah. you know? That's what I would love. I would love people to, like... I don't want it to be purely Screaming Eagles-like, but the thing I would love is just, like, we have enough money in our funds to do food, you know? To do beer and everything, like, you know, discounted yeah. or what have you, and, yeah. like, you pay to get in, not necessarily to tailgate, but, like everything goes back to square zero um i also but that's that's like my vision Mm -hmm. um and i don't want it to sound like i'm stealing an idea from you know screaming eagles or something but i love how they do that the only thing i don't want to do is make money off of people and i say that and it's very interesting because i'm certain Lost my keys. Um, so, you know, that, I just want it all going back to square zero. Like, uh, whenever we have, whenever I do t-shirt runs, whenever I do merch runs, the mm-hmm. big thing I'm looking at is that money goes back to smoke. That money goes back to the Red Army where, you know what, I'm going to buy three large pizzas for this tip, for this uh, watch party. Oh, I'm going to just, like, cover, like, seven beers at this, you know, at this tailgate or something like that. Or I'm just going to get a rack of tickets for beer from the you know yeah. from the kickers anything i can do to make money i give back and i think that's one of the biggest biggest things i love and seeing that in five years is um the charity game i run i would love to see that become a tournament in five years okay. so the for the listeners that don't know um the red army for the past two years has done a red army versus front office derby if you will uh so came up last year because Josh Muir's daughter had leukemia and instantly we thought how could we as the Red Army help them mm-hmm. you know passing a hat around's great you know everything like that how can we get the most amount done and I went to Mark Romig and said who's now with Dallas uh, I was like look man what if the front office played the Red Army you know, and then in in my ideal world, like the part or the uh, people watching were nothing but the kickers players, yeah. And seeing them on the ups on the other side drumming <laughs> and playing and chanting, like doing what we do, yeah. Um, so I came like I thought that would be a great idea, and it, we did the first one in um, Rise. Was it Rise or Score? It was Score. Score. Yeah. And the second one was actually on City Stadium, so like. Everyone, everyone got to pl- that played played on City Stadium, which is kind of a childhood dream. I mean, you played. And yeah. Tell me your experience on it, that. Man, it was something that, as a fan, imagine if you're a fan of the Washington Redskins or the New England Patriots and being able to catch a touchdown <coughs> in that stadium. Like, it's a unique feeling, you know. So, even though we lost the last two games, I don't think the result matters as much. I think it's more of just – one, you get to play on a field that, you know, you go to every weekend. You get to be able to talk to the coaches, mm-hmm. talk to the, like, the management staff and everything. I think that's the unique 
thing. I know a lot of people look at the Richmond Kickers and the Red Army and how cozy they are and thinking, like, oh, does the front office own the Red Army? Yeah. I think of it more as a standpoint of both are working together towards a common goal. Right. And I think that's the positive because we could be in the nature of where the front office hates our supporter group and then nothing gets done. Yeah. And that's something that I'm really happy about for the past, I don't know, however long you want to say. Um, the front office has always been happy with what the Red Army is doing. They've always been ecstatic of what we're planning, you know. Um, and I and I brought that up before, like, yeah, if anyone has, I try to be as transparent as possible. If anyone has that question of like, yo, you guys ran by the front office? No, they help us out a lot. We do things back and forth to help each other. And again, this game, like we did this year, was yeah. we raised over eleven hundred dollars. Like, imagine eleven hundred dollars going to a charity that you want to help and the charity we did was RVA Access and it's a non-profit that helps kids play with disabilities play soccer mm-hmm. um, and that's awesome to me like next year you know taking, I've taken thought you know thought time I haven't done anything yet but <laughs> next year I want to you know make that better and in five years from now I would love to personally I would love to see that become a tournament like m- smaller fields on City Stadium and then the winner the winner's you know, of the brackets, if you will, play full size. Mm, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, and I think that would be crazy cool. Um, if it doesn't happen, you know, at least we're in the right direction. I just don't want this thing to lose momentum. Um, the other thing, like I said, is a, a garden of Eden, if you will, where it's <laughs> like anything you want is there at the tailgate, you know, minimal donation or, you know, you bring your own beer and everyone's just like camaraderie and happy and everything and getting ready for the game. Um, And then stable places to go for watch parties and stable flow of merch to sell and everything like that and just keeping it organized and everything like that. See more people step up would be awesome too. You know, you've stepped up and done like these wonderful things especially like I'm really proud of you on this charity thing like I think it's awesome um you wanting to do the merch thing talking to me with that you wanting to run like hey you're at every watch party you're at the games like you've done more dedication than I have this year (laughs) (laughs) and it's awesome and I loved it um and I want to see more people do that and I want to be able to point out like hey if you run with something go for it what can we help goes back to the whole community aspect yeah I agree with that I think those are good aspects to have definitely with you know, having a supporters group that not only feels like a family, but also give you that supporting and backing. Because it's sometimes when you're in working situations, you have people that are like, it's like the crabs and the barrel mentality. And I don't sense that with the Red Army. The crabs and the barrel mentality is where I'm trying to get up to a higher level, but uh, someone's pulling me down. Yep. Yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> um, um, one more thing I do want to yeah. say is in five years, I would love to see nothing but original chance. <laughs> I would love to see as many creative people come out of the woodwork and just be like, yo, let's, like, on the way here, I'm just thinking, like, Akira would be hilarious to do, like, Hips Don't Lie by Shakira. So it's like Akira, Akira, and just, like, Gloves I, Don't hey, Lie or something. I'm lifting, man. Like, that's all I got, but, like, it's three seconds and it's dumb, but hey, it's better than nothing. Hey, it's, it's what you make it to be. Exactly. What you make it to be. Exactly. And I would just love to see more original chants because I think it told you this i went to see phoenix rising yeah back in october i'll tell you like their red fury and the red army had a lot of the same chance if you listen to greenville's game on saturday yeah so many of the same chance it's just like all right five years like nothing but original chance 
you know. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> um, so what special projects are you working on with the Red Army? I know you talked about the uh, Red Army versus front office game. Yeah. I know this weekend we have the uh, Wing Classic. I'm going to call it that. I have no idea what I'm calling it. <laughs> it <laughs> just call it like, the Wing Classic. Wing Pretty classic, much what yeah. it is is that um, a lot of Red Army members are bringing in their own type of wings, wing sauce, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's pretty much trying it. I'm down with it because I like wings. Um, yeah. So that's one thing. But is there any other special projects you're yeah, working so, on? Yeah, um, so the wing, the wing Classico, um, we'll go with that title. I think <laughs> I can't remember what the event's called, but if you look it up on Facebook, if you look it up on the Red Army Facebook, um, they're pushing that. You know, We're pushing that to show up. Um, it's actually Josh Starliper who's mm-hmm. a brewer at Castleburg okay. and is a Red Army member, came to me and like we were just talking and I was like, um, man, a few years ago I had this party called Chipmas and it was Chipmas in July and it was like my version of like Christmas but it's all chips and dip and you, weren't, you were not allowed in my house unless you brought a chip and a dip and it was very vague of what the dip could be and the chip could be. So you could, brought, you could have brought like a chicken tender and dip it in this like funky sauce that you made or like... <laughs> brownie batter with um you know graham crackers or something like i didn't care but it was super vague and i thought it was the funniest thing and like to be honest if we use that again for like later on in the season i would not care at all like chipmas in july there we go that's another event (laughs) yeah that's another one (laughs) um so the wing classico came up because i was just like being a drunk idiot and i was talking to him like man wings giving sounds awesome and he goes all right, you, you made up a word. What does this mean? I was like, man, just think of, like, Thanksgiving-flavored chicken wings, right? Like, mashed potatoes and gravy wings. Like, you fry that in, like, the, you know, the instant potato and then, like, drizzle some, like, gravy on it. He goes, man, you are fucked up in the head, but I'm really down with this. <laughs> um, man, you're going to have a lot of beefs. I'm yeah, really I, I am. I, I am. Or you just say, like, hey, this is uncensored. Yeah, whatever. this part is uncensored. <laughs> We're just going to label it a little bit. <laughs> Um, so I was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And then he came to me, he goes, I really am stuck on this wings giving. I was like, yeah, you just trying to do like a wings day. You know, we just like straight up, we straight up have a keg and wings, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, I can, I'll supply the keg. I was like, sweet. I'll supply the wings. So the red army is actually picking up all the wings. Um, we're picking up oil. We're going to have a deep fryer. We're going to have a 10 gallon fryer going from Josh Starliper. I'm going to be on the grill, grilling wings, um, and people, the only thing we request is people bring their sauce. Like, I think you're working on a cognac sauce? Uh, a Hennessy sauce. Hennessy, sorry. Yeah. I know that's all black, but hey. Hey, whatever. Who cares? My only requirement is, is that the potato salad has to be on ice. I don't, man, if you bring your own potato salad, that's fine. I mean, I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> every cook I see potato salad out, and it like, I don't know if the way I grew up. And just no, see it I that totally get you. Like potatoes like that of ice. Like. Anything that's refrigerated out, like you need to eat that within the two hours or else you're going to like vomit town. Yeah, exactly. it's It's gross. Um, but yeah, we're getting that. We're having um, <laughs> we're having wings done. Um, we'll be grilling. Um, I'm really happy. Like another project we did is, so I moved houses. And the, mm-hmm. the owners of the old house, or of my new house, were like, yo, we have a bunch of stuff we're trying to sell. You, you get first crack. What do you want? It's like, how much you want for that grill? And they're like, 100 bucks. So I bought it and just yeah. said, here you go, Red Army. You now have a grill in this new spot. Go with it. So did that, and it was awesome. Um, like, first tailgate, I grilled a steak. 
to christen it. It was great. Um, <laughs> and I love that. Like, uh, so that was, that was another project we got done pretty quick. I brought up the, um, I brought up the charity game that we do every year. This year I would love, my goal this year is to get our goal, or get our money up to 1500 bucks okay. for our charity. Um, so this year I'm looking at, does anyone have a charity? Does anyone know anyone in need? Does anyone know anything to like help? What we can, what can we do to help? Um, and with that, we would, I want to reach out to more, more raffle, more places to donate raffle items. So this year, my wife and I ran it for, and got 10 items. Yeah. Um, I'd love to bump it up to 15, maybe 20, um, get more people involved in that, like not even on the field, but off the field, you know, just help with overhead. Mm -hmm. Um, and make sure you're loud for both sides. You know, well, not both sides, because front office can go screw themselves bringing in those ringers. Um, I say that in jest. Please don't yell at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was. That's that's another goal. Uh, what else am I working on? Merch. Uh, trying to weigh options on various merch places around. If anyone wants to reach out to me, please do. The next. And where can people reach you at social media wise? Uh, man, just look up Gordon Glover. You'll find me. <laughs> It's not hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that'll be, like, Instagram, Twitter is all Gordon Glover. What else am I working on, man? I have so many hands going. Oh, uh, another one is trying to get all the watch parties going. I would, you know, again, if anyone wants to step up and help with that, that's awesome. Uh, Brandon Dyes, who's the front manager of Table Brewing, has been, like, come in and just hang out with us. We got you anytime you want it. So we've been going there the past two times. Um, <laughs> one of my ultimate goals in, in my in like the Red Army, if you will, is I would love to see ZZQ be a food truck at the kickers game, <laughs> or the Red Army tailgate, or outside. Mm -hmm. If I had ZZQ, if I could help in bringing ZZQ to like a, to City Stadium, I would just hang up and go and just be like, I'm done. This so, is, so do we need to sign a hashtag ZZQ barbecue uh, food truck city stadium? ZZQ city stadium. Yeah. If we do that, it'll happen, right? <laughs> Start the like, hashtag. You know, it's just, it, it, just those are like really, and they're so minor, like off the wall things. Yeah. But just see if it happens. Um, but yeah, there's always stuff going on. I know Scott, like helping John Osborne get more smoke uh, is always fun. I don't know. There's always, always stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I think we have a lot of great content, man. Um, so my last question, and I kind of asked this question er earlier to Dustin, but I'm going to change a little bit for you. Good for it. If you could describe the Red Army in three words to anyone, what three words would you use and why? Inclusive, energetic, passionate. Um, so inclusive is due to the fact anyone and everyone's welcome. If you look on any form of social media and you see me posting about the kickers and you're like hey I'm interested in the Red Army I'm interested in coming to a game my instant response is find me there's a beer waiting for you there's some you know there's food waiting for you you are welcome yeah the next and not only me but you're like that John Mars is like that John Mars can talk to a brick wall and it's one of the best traits about him and I love it so much he's, <laughs> he's the person that walks around the parking lot and you know I do it too um, but he helps people go in um, 
And in point of that, I forgot to mention this. I have no idea why I forgot. Um, I've been helping with the Red Army Cadets. I completely forgot to throw that in there, and I feel I like was waiting for you to say it. Man, why oh, didn't you prompt me? That's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in, in another point of the inclusion, uh, last year I was... I was walking around because Ben Terry of the Ben Terry uh, who works at the Flying Squirrels is a huge fan of uh, local Richmond sports, but also the Red Army. He gave us a literal stack. I mean, a literal stack of tickets, like free tickets. Um, he just said, "These are from the friends of the Flying Squirrels. Wow. Give them out." That's all he said. I handed out as many as I could to everyone at the tailgate. And I still had a bunch. So I just literally walked. The, <laughs> I walked with stack in one hand, beer in the other, beer in my pocket, and walked the um, walked the, the parking lot and came across this group with, like, ten kids running around, like, four adults. And, you know, being an overweight, was bearded at the time, dude with a beer in his hand and just, like, a stack of paper, you're like this dude's real sketch, right? <laughs> like, I, I look at that going back, and I'm just like, man, if I had a kid, I would have been putting him in the car at the moment. Um, <laughs> but the lady that I met, I was like, hey, look, I just wanted to let you know, we have a bunch, I'm Gordon, I'm from the Red Army. Um, one of our members, Red, uh, Ben Terry, is, works with the Flying Squirrels, and the Friends of the Flying Squirrels donated a bunch of these tickets. I would love to give you a stack. Like, would you like any of these tickets to the Squirrels game? And she goes, you look really familiar. Is your wife Jen Montrose? And I was like, yeah, how, how, okay, have I met you before? She then proceeds to tell me she grew up with Jen. Mm. Her name is Kylie. And, you know, she loves the Red Army, loves what we do. And she took some tickets. And I was like, thanks, see you later. <laughs> uh, fast forward, she messages me back in December and says, hey, I was thinking about the upcoming year for this for the Richmond Kicker season. How would you feel about doing a Red Army Cadets thing? And John Osborne actually and Richard Scott, a few others have all brought this up before like how can we get families feeling happy to be around the Red Army? Because at the tailgate it's fine, you know, kids running around, we don't care. At the game is different because I if you You'll listen to 26 minutes of this. I curse a lot. <laughs> Imagine me plus a bunch of other people cursing and, like, chants filled with curse words. I can understand that's off-putting to parents, and yeah. you know. And I appreciate a lot of the people that come to Kickers games that are like, that's just Red Army. Let them do their thing. That's fine. We're going to sit away. I really appreciate that. I've never, like, I have so much respect for parents that, you know, don't try and control other humans based on their child. And I love it. Um, so she was like, hey, look, we love the passion. My husband and I played. We love what you guys do. Can we move that for the kids? How can we get the kids involved? And I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Like, how can, where do you want to meet? Let's do this. So we actually met. We, it was Richard, her, her husband, Adam, and I. And we all sat down. And we decided we're going to do the, the Red Army Cadets as a thing. It's going to be in, and we're going to try and make all of our chants as family friendly for them as possible. They're going to still stay where they were. And first game, we're going to try and make it a big thing. 
how we haven't figured it out yet Richard came up with the idea actually it was John Osborne came up with the idea of buying a hundred flags we bought a hundred flags they put them all together I think you were there yeah. putting them together too and threw a bunch of flags together I ran up home game like an hour and a half before I was just like hey kids talk to their parents talk to the kids I was like hey look Parental consent is important here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just not walking up to kids by themselves. That's weird. Um, so I'd walk up to the parents with the kids and say, you know, with the kids near them and say, hey, man, we're I'm Gordon with the Red Army. We're doing a new initiative called the Red Army Cadets. We have a bunch of flags you can design yourself. And the kids took to it. The parents were like, this is so awesome. Like, we hear you guys. We love sitting next to you. Um, this is great that you're donating these flags. And we're like, hey, if you want a more family-friendly area, Section F is right here. That's where actually where we had it. And Section F, you can go in there with a bunch of kids. We donated drums. You guys can just chant away and do whatever you want. The kids were ecstatic. The parents were like, man, this is awesome. Um, and just had a blast. I also want to apologize to Scott McGuire because we ruined picnic tables with permanent marker. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But the kids' faces that were just full of happiness were, like, the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, and we just did that and literally walked around and, you know, handed out pamphlets, and it was awesome. Uh, Daryl at Total Soccer Show said, you know, was happy about it. Um, the next thing is, you know, making sure that whoever got one and whoever wants to come back comes back. Uh, Kylie's leading a family-friendly tailgate up the hill where we used to tailgate, um, if parents, if anyone feels want, you know, feels obligated, not obligated, but wants to come down and to our the Red Army barracks, please feel free. Again, inclusion is there, so that's the inclusion. Um, passionate. <laughs> I mean, we have a strong base, and we haven't outside of Saturday. We haven't won a game since what September. <laughs> our last two seasons were horrid. Yes. And it's a sad thing. It felt good to do a podcast after a win. It felt good. <sighs> I'd imagine, man. I'm actually excited to listen to that. <laughs> but, yeah, imagine imagine hearing a lot of fans, you know, um, being like, ah, oh, we lost, like, two years in a row. Like, um, because the, the year I got there was, like, a playoff run, right? Mm-hmm. The two years before that, or two, three years before that, they won the championship. Um, and seeing seeing the decline, and it makes sense on why the decline happened, and then we can go into that later. Yeah. Uh, but seeing the decline of the kickers happen, and then like this breath of life come back, has been incredible. And the passion has never left. You still see you still see you, Elliot. You see you see me. You see Richard. You see John Mars. You see Osborne. You see like these core group of like twenty to thirty, like Beth and Paul, and all these other things going on. Um, and you see everyone just every Saturday, still screaming, still lighting smoke, still going nuts for ninety minutes. It's any if you talk. I'm certain if you talk to Braden Troyer about that. That has to be one of the coolest experiences he's had as a player. I'm also speaking for him, so that's not, you know, <laughs> take my word for it. Um, the last thing, what was the last word I said? I can't remember. 
Um, to speak from your heart. Yeah, that's what I've been doing for this ramble of 30 minutes. Um, (laughs) I mean, dedication, you know, we're all dedicated to the same goal of seeing the kickers perform every, every time. (laughs) Um, yeah, you know, just that. I think one, let me ask you this. There's, here's, here's a fun question for you. Um, because I've seen it everywhere on the internet. Kickers drop down a league. Kickers keep the same price. How do you feel? Um, whew. the way how I feel about it is, yeah, the kickers drop down a league. They kept the same price. The way I think about it is, there's less teams. So if League One already had 20 teams in it, mm-hmm. I imagine they would have dropped down the price. But since it's only 10 teams, I think we're only playing what. 16 or so games at home. Yeah. I imagine you got to keep the same price. Now, I'm not a business expert at all. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm a history teacher and I <laughs> do podcasts as an amateur, so right. I nowhere know the financial logistics of it. But that's my understanding and thinking of it. Plus, if you want to see the club do the things that they want to do, we always talk about, like last year, last few years, we didn't have the money to go out here and sign X, Y, and Z. Right. You know, with them doing the parking passes and with them doing these, um, keeping the tickets the same, I understand it. I get it. Yeah, it sucks, but I I'd rather suffer for it now and then down the road be able to have the amenities and the things like that. Where if the kickers, and I'm not, I don't know if they are, but if they are going to make them run back up to the championship. There is more financial backing. There's more right. financial understanding of all right. Let's get it done now so that way in the future we get able to say we got it yeah. taken care of. And that's one thing that's been an interesting argument for the past I've seen for the past what, five months? Yeah. Um it it always makes me laugh like the kickers are the same price as last year, but they went down a league and I'm like, Okay. Yeah. What about it? Well, they they sucked the past two years. Yeah, okay. Do you remember when they were good? They were in D three. They've all like again. That's another podcast fun of yeah. <laughs> history of the kickers and understanding <laughs> that. And it's just it, it always irks me hearing people be so negative about it. You know, it's one of the cheapest things to do in Richmond. Have fun at least. You know, if you don't want to go, don't go. But don't shit on someone's parade. <laughs> well, with that being said, man, I thank you so much. Um, I think we got a lot of great content. Um, if you're interested, get in a chicken wing or whatnot, trying anyone's sauce. Uh, come to Wing Classico, April 27th. Richmond takes on Chattanooga Red Wolves. Uh, Gordon, I just want to say thank you so much for your time, man. You forgot to say bring in some. Bring in oh, your- yeah, bring in your own wings, bring a beer. Have fun. You also forgot to say, like, donate your used uh, oh, yeah. soccer. Oh, yeah, definitely gear. I did. Um, when it. Like I said earlier, um, if you have any used soccer gear, definitely bring it. Um, if you can't bring it, you can go to Richmond, Connexionist Thrift Store, and drop it off there. But with that being said, guys, keep us on the good side, and we'll catch you guys later. Bye.